This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Welcome to the East Coast Offense Podcast. This is Chris Liss, your host. This podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. There's a special offer for new FanDuel users. Get a free six-month RotoWire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. Not only will you get that free subscription, but you'll have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. That's more than $40 in value for just 10 bucks. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. I am joined, as usual, by Dalton Del Don, and uh, something big is coming up tomorrow, huh? Yeah, I, I thought it was imminent last week when we recorded, but I was wrong. My wife's going to be five days overdue, so we have a, an early appointment tomorrow uh, to have her induced. So I am officially terrified. It's imminent. Well, you know, I, I don't really believe in all the artificial stuff, so I'll give you some suggestions on how to avoid that. Okay. So if you sneak up on your wife and scare her, maybe she'll go into labor. Yeah, I've been told a million things. You know, she's rolling around on a yoga ball, take a long walk, drive over speedy, you know, speed over bumps and stuff. But most of that is it's proven to be anecdotal. But I haven't tried your method yet, so maybe uh, I'll do that. I'm, I'll do that right after we get off the podcast. Yeah, like hide like under the bed with like a tinfoil mask on your face, and then like in the middle of the night, like spring up when she goes to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, know. the problem with the problem with that is I do that usually, so I don't know how much oh. that'll scare. <laughs> too much information. Wish me luck. Too much. Wish me luck. Too much information. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you know what sex the baby is? Yeah, it's a boy. I'm going to have one of each. Yeah. I'm scared, though, man. The last, you know, when Chloe was born, it was, like, by far the scariest day of my life. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's quite a scene in there. All right. One more thing uh, before we move on to, to, to football is I, I'd be remiss if I didn't recommend a couple of my high school buddies. One, I um, have a show premiering on Comedy Central tonight called Jeff and Some Aliens. Uh, one of them was a head creator, head writer. The other one does the animation and it's 10.30 Wednesdays, Comedy Central, and it's actually getting really good reviews. They have a lot of actually decent uh, celebrity voices like Richard Kind, uh, Alicia Silverstone, Kesha, Keegan-Michael Peel, Key, uh, Peel yeah. And, um, yeah, so it's pretty exciting. It's already been picked up for season two, so it can't be that bad. Yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> I saw the trailer that you posted on Twitter. I thought it was funny. Yeah, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. One thing uh, that is actually hilarious is I, I watched – a few episodes of BoJack Horseman this week. Nice. On your recommendation. And I, the first one is still the best, the pilot. But you still like the other ones? Are you into it? Yeah, I still like it. But I just thought okay. that was the peak so far. Yeah. I've only yeah. seen like four. And, and they're all good. They're all funny. I mean, I'm, I laughed a lot. But just the one all where right, yeah. sort of like, what do you have to be I'm stressed at... about? <laughs> nice. It's like so much more stressful than anything BoJack ever deals with in his life. Right. I meant Keegan-Michael Key, by the way. I got the Key and Peel guys wrong. Anyway, let's talk some football, and I'd be, obviously, we got it. I mean, we don't need to rehash all the games from last week, but 
I want to give you a platform a little bit here to talk about that giant game. Yeah, I already had a platform for that shit on XM, and I, there's nothing more to say about it. You know, I mean, it's just I'm done with that game. All right. It, okay. it, you, you understand. You understand. I just can't. I just can't. It, it's just enough. It basically, all I know is anybody who's talking shit on Twitter or anywhere else defending Ben McAdoo and his approach to coaching football, I hope they saw what I saw. It wasn't worth it. I would have rather been wrong and the Giants win. But I hope America saw what I've been living through every single week. And, of course, Stova bet on them. And he was so confident. And I'm just like, dude, you don't understand the deal with this team. It's like it had a good defense, but the coach is just so terrible. And it was, it was just a very, it was a very difficult game to watch. Yeah, I helped, I helped him make that bet in Las Vegas. And it was not an insignificant amount of money. Let's just put it that way. Um, I, uh, I wanted to bring up you, one you wanna, point. You want something I, really funny? Just I'll, I'll sure. add Stoba because, I mean, it's not like a secret. But Stoba tweets out, I bet a significant amount of money on this game. I won't say how much, but it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the next tweet of my timeline was Kevin Payne saying, I won't say his name, but a friend of mine just laid 10000 on a game on the Giants. Those were wow. back-to-back tweets in my timeline. That is, that is hilarious. One of them is <laughs> identifying himself and, and the team he's betting on, but not the money amount. The other guy's... Uh, identifying the amount of money and the team he's betting on, but not the person in consecutive tweets. That, I did not know that happened. That's really funny. I, I saw Stopas. I didn't see Payne's. That, that's really funny. Um, all right, I want to bring up a, a little bit of strategy, uh, a moment in this game. Mike McCarthy uh, called a timeout, I believe, when the Giants had the ball with two minutes and four seconds yeah. left in the second quarter. Did you right? read my blog about that? Yes, I, I did, but I don't think you, you hit on a point that I, I wanted to make. What, what was your point about it? My point is that you never see a team on defense call a timeout in a situation that was on the 33-yard line. It wasn't like they were on their own five-yard line where the offense could actually score and they might need the time. You never see that. It was almost as if McCarthy was like, you know, you are such a coward. I know it would be like me coaching against you. I'd be like, you're such a coward. I'm just going to call a timeout because I know you're just trying to, like, barely get out of this half and punt. So you're going to punt back to me, and because I know I'm getting the ball back because you're aiming to punt and get out of the half down 7-6 rather than trying to score, there's no risk that calling the timeout is going to result in points for you. Yeah, um, I I get it. Maybe it's just because he was facing the Giants and he knew that they're cowardice, but do you know why he should have done that? Typically, you should call a timeout. Like, say this team was down, you know, say this was the fourth quarter and they were losing, okay? Um, You know why you should not call a timeout? Obviously, normally you should call it on that side of the, of the two-minute warning. But you know why you shouldn't in this situation? Why is that? Because it opens up the ability to pass for free. You, you should either call a timeout with two minutes and ten seconds, guarantee they run, I see, or I wait see, right. two minutes running, 10, guarantee 10, they run. I, you're right, because at ten, you pass, and then there's still another play to run before the two-minute warning. But at four, that four seconds free pass. Up, so it gives you an option. But it's right. That's the end of the game. But this was not that. The Giants were not trying to run out the clock it was second and 10 it was second right. and nine sorry it was yeah. second and nine on their 33 that is not a surrender situation with two minutes left that's yeah. a no. let's see if we can get a couple first downs and get a field goal or a touchdown that's a yeah. we're driving to score here before the half situation right second and nine from your 33 you never see the defense call a timeout on that and yeah and that's true that's true i mean you he had to have so little respect for mcadoo <laughs> to do that. I mean, honestly, it, it was like, you're not going to do shit. So 
I'm going to call a timeout. All right, one other quick quick stat on this game. Uh, uh, the Green Bay Packers allowed the highest YPA against this season and held Odell Beckham to 84 yards on 23 targets in two games. That's pretty insane. Yeah, I mean, they seriously doubled him. Like, when they say double, they usually that's a loose term. Like, the safety comes over later. They were doubling him from the beginning. But the Giants are also just calling stupid plays. Like, he did drop a couple. He should have had a touchdown, and he should have had a first down. So there were two catches he should have had. But beyond that, it's just they're not getting creative. They're not sending him in motion. They're not throwing him a screen. They're not throwing him many slants. It's just they're not creatively getting the ball. And I don't know why it's that hard. You see the Steelers do it with Antonio Brown. They get him the ball. And Beckham, they did target him a bunch, but a lot of the targets were sort of over his head or way behind him. And, you know, he was always sort of just not really in a position to make a catch. So it was just a bad game plan. And McAdoo was literally playing that game in the first half like they were going to win the game 6-3 against Aaron Rodgers and Lambeau. They were yeah, we'll, we'll just punt on, you know, fourth and six or fourth and five on the 35, fourth and six on the 40. We're up three nothing. It's cool. We're up six nothing. Like, that was enough points. Oh, we'll just settle for the field goal on fourth and three. We, you know, we can, this could be a field goal game. Maybe we'll win 10 7 or something. I mean, he just, yeah. he, had just he had no con- concept of, no, Aaron Rodgers is going to solve your defense at some point, and you're going to need to score 20 plus points to win this game. You got to go yeah, get those like- points. Midway through the second quarter, I think the uh, Packers had more three and outs than they did first downs. They lost Jordy Nelson. Uh, it looked really good. But except you can't for the play fact like that. But you can't it was only like six that. nothing. Yeah, I know. They should have been up uh, far more than that. And then in the second half, just can't believe how bad it breaks. I mean, there's a Hail Mary to end the half. And then um, what's his face? Rainy. I mean, who catches? Who goes out of bounds at the three yard line on a kickoff? Like, you never. That was just. That was just- bizarre but i mean that's you know you know announcers love to harp on mistakes like that forever like because it's a scrub and it it's so obvious but like they'll never say a word about the coach they'll be like in bobby rainer i can't believe it you know like joe and troy also had like the worst game they've had in five years it was just unlistenable it was just such everything they said was just fucking total garbage and bullshit yeah it's pretty bad all right sorry i want to bring up bad memories for you whatever it is what it is i don't give a shit all right, so I avoided your beating the book column again. I'll read it afterward, but I do not know whom you took uh, on either of these games, any of these games. So let's start with the uh, Falcons at home against Seattle. That's opened at minus four. Typically, had been sitting at four and a half. Now it's up to five in some books. Um, four and a half to five, though, is like a negligible yeah. move. Sure, sure. Um, Mark Stopa, the aforementioned Stopa. Um, had me uh, double down on this. Oh, I shouldn't say double down. He just bet another a lot, a lot of money again on this, on the Falcons. I agree with them. I made them my best bet. But this, I think the lines are really tight this, this whole week. I, I didn't feel too strongly on any of them. Uh, on one hand, see, I mean, Russell Wilson still hasn't thrown a, a, a touchdown in the first quarter of a game this season. So if they fall behind, I mean, I know they want to they keep the Atlanta's offense off the field. And, and you know, Thomas Rawls obviously got rolling last week. And the Falcons, for how good they are, they allowed the most fantasy points to opposing QBs this season, but coming off a bye at home in that dome, they have the league's MVP this season. Um, you know, Seattle's obviously a, obviously a different beast away from home. Uh, I took I took Atlanta. There were two games I felt no problem. I know exactly who I want, and two games where I you know was more fifty fifty. This is one of the fifty fifty games, and I thought about all that, but I ended up taking Seattle uh, for a couple of reasons. One is this game starts at four thirty five. It's not the early body clock game. And that, for them, I think is big. 
They they got blown. Yeah, they, no, I saw you wrote that in your blog. I was actually going to say that. I couldn't comment. Didn't you think it was a 10 a.m. game? I did initially, and then I <laughs> realized before writing beating the book that that was wrong. Right. So I, I switched it. And I, I think that's a big difference because they Seattle, not only are they slow starters, they're, they don't like to play early games on the road on the East Coast. They, they Two playoff games that got blown out in the first half and woke up somewhere in the third quarter and – I think it's much better that this is an afternoon game for them. Including in Atlanta. Including yeah, in Atlanta. Atlanta was one of them about three, four years ago, and then obviously the one against Carolina in the championship game where everyone knew Seattle was probably the better team. Right. And so there's that. The second thing is Seattle is just incredibly experienced, well-coached. They know what's going on here. They have – you know, Matt Ryan had, was out of his mind this year, but if you want, you know, one quarterback for one game, I'd probably take Russell Wilson over him still, even though I think Matt Ryan's the MVP. Also, getting Rawls going like that is just huge. I mean, if they were blowing open holes like that and Rawls was just crushing the defense, Atlanta's D is pretty soft. Rawls could have a huge game against them. Also, Desmond Trufant was out for the year. Like, he's not even playing. So Baldwin can go off. Jimmy Graham could go off. It is not a good defense. And while Seattle's D without Earl Thomas is, you know, maybe mediocre, not great, um, I don't think they're going to get lit up like 37 to something. I think they'll, you know, give up 25, 27, some, something like that. And I think yeah, this Seattle, is probably the first the first game all season Seattle's been in a game in which the over under is fifty one and a half. I'm sure, right? Seattle's D is not great, but it's not it's not a joke either. It's not terrible. It's much better than Atlanta's. So I just kind of think that. Uh, come on, who's the asshole calling Heather? Hold on, let me just put the mute on that. Hold on one sec. Fucking asshole. Some asshole. All right, so I actually think that Seattle's offense versus Atlanta's defense is a better matchup than the other way around. As good as Atlanta's offense is, um, they're going to meet a decent amount of resistance, and I think Seattle's offense with Rawls healthy and playing well, it's not as good as Atlanta's offense, but it's good, and they get a weak defense. It would be even better if they had Tyler Lockett, but I think this is a 50-50 game. Yeah, Paul Richardson could go off. I, I, I totally could see it. I don't feel strongly. I, even though I said it's my best bet, I actually should have made this next game my best bet in hindsight because I do feel more strongly about it right now. All right. I have Seahawks 27-26. Okay. Texans plus 16.5 at Pats. I, I said, you know, unless this is 20 or more, I'm taking the Pats. Home against Bros, Brock Osweiler with a bye. I just – this is just – they're just going to crush them. I, that's just what I think. I mean, this is just a crazy spread for a team with whatever rank, you know, top-ranked defense or whatever, even though New England is a team that allowed the fewest uh, points per game this season. So I'm with you. Night game in Foxborough. Uh, I know this is not predictive, but, I mean, the Pats beat, beat this team 27 nothing with Brissett starting earlier <laughs> this season. Uh, yeah, I don't want to bet against Belichick in this situation. We've seen this happen all the time. Um, also, there's an interesting thing, like in leagues where you can only use a, a player one time in, in, in fantasy. Right. Obviously, you want to save the Patriots because they last. Uh, they're the, the team most likely to play in the Super Bowl. Right. But team like you know leagues like Swamp. I know you played before. Um, I'm rolling with New England here because this the points in which they're going to likely score is just too great to, to try to save them. I'm using. I'm paying up for them in all of DFS. Uh, I think the Patriots are just going to absolutely destroy them. I mean Osweiler. The over-under in this game for the amount of points they score literally might be like six. Right. No, I mean, I have it 38 to 13. When I was writing down the 13, I was like, I think New England will just get a little lazy late. But, I don't, yeah. but that's not going to be early on. And then, you know, the only pat I really like, though, in this game is LeGarrette Blunt because yeah. Brady yeah. could throw, you know, three touchdowns and 220 yards 
and then pretty much just hand it off the rest of the way. I don't, I don't think he's going to go crazy. There's a huge correlation with LeGarrette Blunt's fantasy production and the amount in which that they were uh, favored entering the game. And obviously, 16.5 points is as big as it gets. Yeah, it's to, to me, it, even if the Texans were getting like 24, I would take the Texans. <laughs> you think about I, it, though? I'd be like, eh, I guess I got to hold my nose and take the te- At 24, I'd be like, I'm a little nervous about this one. I wouldn't feel strong yeah, I about have, it. I should have made them my best bet, yeah. Okay, so we're both on the paths. Yeah. And this one I really like, too. I have Steelers plus two at Chiefs. It may have moved down to one and a half, but I really like the Chiefs. This is actually my best bet is the Chiefs. Roethlisberger, bat on the road. He's going to Arrowhead. Andy Reid, amazing off a bye. Um, I just think this is the worst possible setup for the Steelers. The Steelers played their guys a little too long. Last week, Roethlisberger's a little beat up. They said he'll be fine, but it's not good. KC's getting Spencer Ware and Justin Houston back for this game. Pittsburgh's D is not that good. I mean, Miami was moving the ball against them. They just turned it over a bunch of times. I think KC wins this, and it's not even that close. Uh, interesting. You know, Le'Veon Bell became the first player ever to average 100 rushing yards and 50 receiving yards in, in a game this season. First player ever. Uh, and last last week was the first game playoff game in which Bell, Brown, and Roethlisberger were all healthy. It's first time. So I'm on the sucker side here, and I totally admit that. You mentioned the Andy Reid coming off a bye. Uh, the home road splits for Pittsburgh. But this offense is so explosive. And Kansas City is just, I, I know that he's a tight freak hill, but how, I, how many times can you rely on him scoring from long distance, special teams, 60, 70 yard runs? I don't know. Alex Smith, I, I again, I'm positive all the sharps will be on Kansas City. But my first instinct was just, just go with the team that's more dangerous, the team that the Pats do not want to see. I took the Steelers reluctantly, but I, I know that I'm on the sucker side. Yeah, I don't know what the soccer side is, but I'm definitely on the Chiefs. I just think that setup is so good. I think the Steelers are a better team. If they were in a neutral field and it was, you know, one week between games, I'd take the Steelers at a pick them, of course. I'd probably take, like, yeah, the Steelers Robert- minus three on a neutral field. But in KC, with the bye, I-, I can't do it. I hear you. Roethlisberger says he's fine, but who knows? Maybe that, you know, that foot is more banged up than he's letting on, too. Yeah, I don't like it at all. Um, okay, and, you know, the, the Chiefs just have playmakers. And Roethlisberger throws a lot of picks on the road. When Eric Berry catches one of those, he takes it to the house. You know, it's not just like the Chiefs are not that good on defense. They just seem to make plays all the time. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. All right. and then, That's a stay-away game for me. I would not bet on that game personally oh, at all. Right, that's my best bet. I, that's my favorite one this week is the all right, Chiefs. Okay. And all right. then I got the, the Packers plus four and a half with the Cowboys. I, you know, I, it doesn't look like Jordy's going to play. It's possible that he does, but it, it's not looking great. He broke a couple ribs. And I, that kind of bums me out. I mean, as a Giants fan, I was, like, kind of happy he got knocked out early. I was like, oh, maybe we'll win this game. But as a playoff fan, now that the Giants are out, I want Jordy to play. It's just it's a better game. It's a better playoffs if the Packers are at full strength. But even so, as good as Dallas's offense is, and they will run rough shot over the Packers' D, I just think Aaron Rodgers is just so out of his mind right now. Best player in the world, maybe playing as well as he's ever played. And the Cowboys' D is not that good. And I just think it's one of those things where neither team will stop each other and the last team with the ball is going to win. And I am taking the points. What have the Packers scored 30-plus points in five straight games, or is it six? I don't know. It's, It's been pretty impressive. But I actually laid the wood here. Dallas is... Kind of, I think their defense is a little underrated, but I mean, the over-under in this game is 52.5, the highest of the weekend, and load up on DFS here. Uh, I, I do expect a shootout. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, 
Kelsey playing out of his mind because he went crazy against this really good Giants defense last week after after Jordy Nelson went down. I'd be surprised if he was a factor, even if he suited up with two fractured ribs. I kind of like Allison as a cheap punt play in DFS as well. Um, I, I, I obviously wouldn't be surprised by any outcome here. It is a rookie quarterback starting his, obviously his first playoff game. But um, Dallas has been really, really solid all year long. They're the home team. I do think missing Jordy Nelson is an actual factor, even though it didn't matter last game. Um, man, Randall Cobb obviously played well. Don't always, don't ever like betting against Aaron Rodgers, but I laid the points. You know, I have a 31-27, but <clears throat> for DFS, I could see it being 37-34, 40-37. I mean, I think there's really no defense in this game. Like, I think these teams are going to score a will. I, I actually like Dez and Dak as a sneaky, yeah. uh, maybe lower-owned stack for this game, too. Me too. Me too. Yeah, and and Dak is reasonably priced. Yeah, uh, no, this is a game that this is by far the game of the weekend, though the one I'm most looking forward to. I assume most are. Um, should it should be really really good. I, I think Seattle Atlanta is a pretty good game too. That's close second. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. You got anything else? Hold on, hold on. I got a little bit more for you. Did you watch the Trump news conference this morning? Or uh, I guess it'd be- I, I watched I, clips of it. A couple of clips of it. I didn't see the whole thing. Right, yeah. So he's getting kind of. It was just chaotic. It was crazy the way that they, uh, you know, the. It was like a sport. It was like a sports conference where he's pointing to reporters, refused to answer any questions for CNN after you know their obvious report. I don't know if you have any comments on that. Yeah, I do. Uh, I do. I'm not surprised that people believe that shit because, like, I believe that Richard Gere gerbiling shit for like ten years. Like, I actually (laughs) thought he really did that. And think about how implausible that is. Like, think about like. <laughs> Why would anybody do that? Like it doesn't make any sense. But I believed it for and and for a long time. Like I only found out a few years ago that that wasn't actually true. And I believed the Rod Stewart thing that he had to get his stomach pumped. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And then some dude on Twitter when I posted that told me he said, "Did you see that Marilyn Manson got a rib surgically removed so he could yeah. s his own d?" And I was like, yeah. "No, I didn't know that." But yeah, I buy that. Of course he did that, right? So, you know, we believe all sorts of crazy shit about these people. So why wouldn't people believe that Trump had some hookers urinated on each other? That's, that's small potatoes compared to getting a rib removed. You know I mean? That's, that's small potatoes compared to using a live animal. I mean, that's just nothing. Or right? Rod, and Rod Stewart's as well. Yeah, Rod Stewart. Right? I mean, it wasn't just a little. It was like gallons of that stuff. So, I mean, you know, yeah, of course. It's also, that was nothing. So you're like, oh, yeah, I'll believe that. But it turns out it is probably not even true. But you see how easy it is to believe shit because everyone wants to believe some crazy shit. Everyone loves that kind of shit. So they're actually trying to make it a thing. Like, oh, well, Russia has the thing on them. They have video of him, you know, watching hookers pee on each other, whatever it is. It's like everybody, the public has worse on him than that anyway. That's like no big deal compared to like the Billy Bush tape. I just saw recent odds. Uh, Odds that he lasts four years, minus 125. Odds that he does not last the four years, even. Yeah, I believe his approval rating is 37% right now, and that's before inauguration. I mean, that's that's pretty pretty remarkable. All right, man. Anything right. anything new going on in uh, Lisbon? Not really, man. We're uh, well, we're we're maybe looking to buy this house by the beach. Um, it's crazy. Buy it? actually, yeah, buy a house by the beach. It's not like by the beach. It's like a couple miles from the beach, but it's this super nice, sleepy town, and the beach is totally untouched. And you know, it's a lot cheaper than buying something in uh, California. So. We're looking nice. into it. Nice. Yeah, that's that's what's up. All right, man. Well, good luck tomorrow. Let me know. Let me know how it goes. Thanks, man. I'm scared. Yeah. Um, you know who to name him after, right? You? Oh, obviously. 
<laughs> show some. I'll, I'll, I'll run it. I'll run it by gratitude. the wife. Yeah. Okay. I'll run it by the wife. All right. Good. Good idea. All right, man. Take it easy. All right. Later. Later, later dog. This podcast is the East Coast Offense. It is brought to you by FanDuel. Special offer for new FanDuel users. You can get a free six-month RotoWire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. Not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. It's more than $40 in value for just $10. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW.